Hello there, you're welcome to Truth, the timeless word with practical insights. Your host is Reverend Bumi Omidu. And today I'm going to show what I titled Understanding Spiritual Authority. Understanding Spiritual Authority. You see, particularly for those of us that come or have an upbringing from from cultures that um, that has um, dictatorship or military dictatorship, you see, some of these things engraved in our system subconsciously. We know of power, although we don't understand it, but we lack the understanding of authority. And what do I mean? The reason why the reason why you would do what you are asked to do not because you want to do it but because, but because you fear the person giving you that information is because you fear the power not because you respect the authority. When you respect the authority, and the difference now you know is that when you respect the authority behind that power, I will explain that a little bit further. When you, when you respect the authority behind that power, with or without that person's presence, you will still do what you did or what you will do. Amen? I've got a few statements here. It says, every power needs a conduit or channel to operate. Every power needs a conduit or a channel to operate. Authority is that channel or conduit that dispenses power. Authority is that channel or conduit that dispenses power. I want you to think of electricity distribution. You have the power, the source. When it's distributed, you need the cables or whatever, solar, whatever. You need, in fact, if you have the solar panel and inverter and all this stuff like that, it still needs something to dispense that power. In this case, authority is what is best. And I'll tell you why that is. You cannot have authority without power backing it up. Therefore, Jesus declared that all power and authority has been given to him. He said, Therefore, go make disciples, summarizing the whole purpose of the regenerated man or woman. Amen. Luke chapter 1, chapter 9, verse 1. Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them, everybody say, power. But you notice he did not stop there. He says, an authority. He gave them what? Power and authority. Over all demons to kill diseases. They must send them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Their tongue will be to 
Matthew 28 verse 18. Matthew 28 verse 18. You notice that this that instruction was before his glorification. Matthew 28 is after his glorification. Verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and know I will be always able to the end of the age. Hallelujah. Amen. Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. Verse 15. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every preacher. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will become dead. And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So as believers, we don't run from coronavirus, we lay hands on it, and they will recover. Amen. Turn your Bible to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 19. Ephesians. Are we all there? Um, let me begin. Okay, let me jump to verse 16. So it just makes sense. He said, Therefore, also, after I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I want you to take note of that. He said, I've heard of your love for all the saints. And your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So, it's talking to believers here. People who have faith in Jesus and who love the believer. They love God, they love the believer. He said, do, I do not cease to give thanks for you and make mention of being in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. That the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of His calling. And what are the riches of the glory of his heritage in the same? And what is the verse 19? I want you to note that. After he had prayed, they are believers, right? He said, and as you know, what is the exceeding greatness? Exceeding greatness of his what? His power towards us who believe. Everybody said, towards us who believe. How many believers are here today? Hallelujah. So, for those of us who believe, there is an exceeding great power that works in us. Isn't it? Is that what you say? Amen? Talk to your neighbor and say there is an exceeding great power 
That works for you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And look at how that power comes to life. Verse 20. Which he was in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him as his right hand in the heavenly places. What? Far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Hallelujah. I remember one day I was in a I was teaching in a Bible school and I was um, and I was I was actually teaching this and I was saying I was making the comments on how believers are so scared of um, doing deliverance and they began to give different stories of I know some of them did deliverance but thank God so he found his son dead. Another one did deliverance, but thank God, his wife had an accident, and all the stuff like that. Deliverance just for special people. Amen. And they were arguing, they, you know, and I said, okay, let's open the scripture. Hallelujah. Let's open the scripture, and I read some of the scriptures to them. I said, what is your opinion now? Still, they were stuck in the narratives. They refuse, you see, they have information but they didn't have the revelation. Amen. Because there's been the narrative that only special people can deal with demons. Now, the scriptures that we read, did you see any sign that there are only special people carved out for those purpose? Amen. Are you capable? Yes. Are you called to deal with it? Yes. yes. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It says, this power, you see, it says, this power, that first of Ephesians, and it says, was what in Christ when he raised it. That's why I read before the glorification and after the glorification for you to see that this power that we are talking about it's not something that we work for. It's not something that we deserve, but something that was put upon us as a result of receiving Jesus Christ. Now, what is the distinction between power and authority? When Jesus talked to his disciples in Luke chapter 9 verse 1, he said he gave them power and authority. The word power means it is a word in the Greek called, uh, called dynamis or dynamic power or dynamic force. It's a is a miraculous is a miraculous power. You can also call it strength or mighty work. So you can translate that scripture and say that he gave them strength. He gave them strength. But you know you can have strength and still not have the authority to do something. Amen? And I'll give you an example. One of the most powerful presidents in the world, at least politically, is uh, American presidents. In this case, Donald Trump. But as powerful as he is, think of the smallest nation, the poorest nation in the world. He has no ounce of authority there. In other words, he can't go to that nation 
and make laws. Or as a, in fact, if it goes to that nation, if that nation did not really welcome him and give him the diplomatic welcome, anyone can kick him off the, you know, can say, come, get out of this place, you know, if he's not protected. And I want to give you uh, a, a, a more recent illustration. Look at um, Prince Harry and Meghan. By the virtue of Prince Harry born into royal family, whether with or without title, is still royalty. So you can say, with or without the royalty, with or without the title, he still has a power. But as a result of the choice that they made, he lost authority to act on behalf of a royal majesty. So even though he's Royalty, he has no, if you like, he has no mandate. Authority is mandate to act on power. Amen? Amen. Authority is a mandate. Is a, is a right that you have to carry out or to exercise power that has been given to you. That's why every power needs a mandate. Every power needs authority to carry it out. So like I said, Donald Trump has a lot of power, but he only has the authority to exercise that power in the United States or wherever else that that power is delegated to. So in our case, we have the power, the Power of the Almighty God. You know, when Jesus said, Look, all authority and power has been given to me, he didn't just make that statement for the sake of it. It's because when man sinned in the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 3, that's exactly what man lost. Man lost the authority to govern the earth. If you think about it, when God created the animals, do you realize that? God did not name the animals. The Bible says everything that Adam called the animals was what it was called. God created it, but God gave man the authority to, do, to dominate everything on earth. Amen? But the moment sin came in, we lost that authority. And that's the very thing that Jesus came to restore. You see, sickness and death oppress in the life of men because we because of the lack of authority of the power of God in that situation. Amen. So power comes with authority. Authority, authority comes with power. In other words, there was a power behind the authority. There was a power behind the authority. In that case, they have the power of God. That's why you cannot do without the word of God. The word of God is what legitimates our authority. That's why faith or prayer, you see, somebody said, I pray when I struggle to read the word. I wonder what to pray. Pray is not just throwing walls from the pie sky. 
Praying is affecting the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. And if you don't know the power that backs the authority that you have in prayer, then the prayer is empty. Hallelujah. So, the first thing I'm saying this morning is that every one of us, every one of us, every one of us has the legitimate authority to walk in the power of God. Every one of us, no exception. Don't take my word for it. Let's go together to John chapter 14. I know I've shared my story before um, here with some of you who have heard it. Few months when I gave my life to Christ, not knowing anything about demons, I mean, the only thing I know about demons is the witch in the village and all the stuff like that. I didn't even know them as demons per se that way. And um, the day I gave my life to Christ was when I got with the Holy Spirit. And I was praying one day, you know, speaking in tongues. And I had this um, friend of mine who Heard me speaking in tongues and he really wanted it, desired it. And said, Oh, I, I want this. How do I get? And he was a believer, but was it with the Holy Spirit? How do I get? And he just need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I said, Okay, I'll, I'll pray for you and you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. In the heart of my heart, I just thought, As 19, you know, the Bible said, Peter laid his hand upon them and they began to speak in the Holy Spirit. And that's what I was expecting. And I said, Okay, so we fixed that appointment. Unfortunately, the place that we fixed our problem to was a room that, I mean, only one door there, you know, it was a story building, one door. And uh, I laid my hand on this uh, wonderful guy. As soon as I laid my hand on this, speaking in tongues, demons began to manifest. You know, the guy just flew from one end of the room to the other and began to swing on the floor like snake. Carried a heavy table, you know, proper robo table, not like the uh, plaster board that we have here, proper wood, you know. I wanted to smash it on my head. And I thought of running out of that place. No more, I couldn't run because it was at the door. Uh, and I thought, okay. And I thought of the song of Skivers. That no, it would be very embarrassing. This demon starts chasing me down the road. And it was a long road. <laughs> and I believe it was the only spirit that just told me, say, just commanded to live in the name of Jesus. And what I'm trying to say to you is that I did nobody had ever told me anything about deliverance. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. But I carried out my first deliverance that day in total ignorance by the only thing I know and the name of Jesus come out. And I said, in Jesus' name, jump the table. And the other back. It was. Hallelujah. <laughs> if I, you could see the excitement, like, okay, so in the name of Jesus, who are you? <laughs> you know, I began to dance with people just because I was just excited. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Long and short, the guy was delivered. The demons got out, God filled with the Holy Spirit, working for in Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, what I'm saying to us is that don't be conditioned or confined by the cultures and the tradition of men that 
special people have special powers. No, don't misunderstand me. There are gifts in the body. And the Bible says there are gifts in the body. But you need to understand that as a child of God, there's an authority that you possess over the power of darkness. Amen? And you don't have to be specially gifted anyhow. Already you are equipped for it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Already you are what? You are equipped for it. Let's look at Job 14, verse 12. He said, most assuredly I said to you, in other words, without a shadow of doubt, I said to you, he who believes in me, again, I'm going to ask of it, how many believers do we have in the house? Yeah. You see, belief is not what you know. It's not the information that you know. It's what you agree with. It's what you, are, you act upon. You can't say that, you can't read this one and say, oh no, Pastor, I still won't de- deliver us. You know, I still won't cast out the devil. I still won't pray for the sick. I'm not anointed enough to do that. You can't, you can't read that and say you're a believer. Yeah. Some people call it unbelieving believer. In other words, you are just a believer by title. But in your spirit, you are not convinced that the word of God is true. And you are not convinced that God is able to back his word up. Look at what Jesus said. This is the word of Jesus. If you have your Bible, if your Bible's uh, word of Jesus is written in red, you notice that this is written in red. He said, what does he say? Let's read it together. The works that I do, he will do also. Amen? Let's read it together from verse 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. The works that I do, he will do also. The works that Jesus do, I will do also. So everything that Jesus did, I can do. Amen? Amen. Let's say it together. Everything Jesus did, I can do. No, let's say it together. Everything Jesus did, I can do. Everything Jesus did, I can do. Everything Jesus did, I can do. Hallelujah. How many of you believe that? He said, Greater works than this he will do also because I go to my Father. In other words, as I'm glorified, as I'm glorified. So when Jesus was declaring after his glorification that all authority, that's what he's saying. Now you have the mandates. You have the authority. I love what the woman said, Bill Johnson said. I mean, in his church, I mean, he's taught this very well at his church. Everybody, I mean, they have testimonies of healing, deliverance. I mean, they, they, they're really crazy the way they go about it in, in that church. And he said something. He said, I'm not there to question whether someone will get healed or not. As far as I'm concerned, I've been given the authority to do it. If that person doesn't get healed, he said, they are still for so many people, 
He has seen so many testimonies, deliverance, you know, raised from dead, different things. But guess what? He has also prayed for so many that never recovered. But doesn't change anything from the word of God. Amen? Because his validation is not from those things. You are no more, you are no more a child of God or a man of God because miracles happen. If you look forward at that scripture that we read, when the disciples came and said, and they were excited that, wow, the demons responded to us. We cast the demons. And Jesus said, don't be excited with that. Be excited that your name is used in the book of life. In other words, your identity in Christ supersedes this. Amen? You don't need any chip on the phone to show that because you did deliverance. Praise the Lord. Then he goes out to verse and he said, Whatever you ask in my name that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in his son, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Hallelujah. That's the mandate that we got. It's God that mandates. Amen? Praise the Lord. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, it says, It is God that causes us both to will and to do good according to his own good pleasure. He works in us to do good according to his own good pleasure. He works in us. Amen? And the way we can demonstrate that is that, you know, you find someone sick or you see someone sick, you know, and one thing I notice is that um, now I practice that a lot when I hear some well, particular believers and I say, in fact, I've done that a few times here. And I pray for a few people. And the interesting thing is that I, I laugh sometimes. I pray for them, they receive their healing. The next time I see them, oh, so how are you now? Oh, you know, I'm well now, you know. And, oh, okay. So, what happened? I just woke up and analyzed that well. Or um, the other thing someone said, I think I think it's the medication that, that that's now working. And I just thought, but I kind of understand that why because there was a time that I had um, that I, in Nigeria that I had um, a, a physical ailment and I got healed miraculously. See today, I wasn't too sure when I got from the church that I was to home, and between that time I got here. But I couldn't remember if it was instant while I was in church, or maybe it was on my way or whatever, but anyway, I got here, you know. And, but because I knew that I wasn't well, I knew what was wrong with me before I went there, so I knew that it was within that space of time that I got here. So sometimes, you know, if the person that you pray for may not get healed or recover immediately. But the Bible says, it didn't say everyone we pray for will be healed. It said everyone we pray for will recover. Will recover. That's what it says. Will recover. So the recovery can be instant, it can be five minutes, it can be ten minutes, it can be, you know. I remember reading a testimony of the, um, of the I think it was Kenneth Bacon. He said, 
He had the word of God. There's a woman in front of him at the, at the meeting, and he had the word of God that that woman would uh, rise up from the. Uh, in fact, God was praying. There was when he heard the word of God. So, so the woman, Hallelujah, man, you know, and then come out of, and the woman did, you know, in the meeting, the woman didn't get healed. Three days after the event, the woman was said she was round the corner and she was actually going for grocery shopping. And she said, something just popped in her that get up from this chair. And she was wondering, get up. I can't get up. And she just felt a strong nod to get up. Well, long and short, she got up from her church and, you know, that's how healing got manifested. About three days after she was prayed for. So what I'm saying to us is that don't look at the circumstances and judge the word of God from it. God says go, just go. Amen? Hallelujah. Tell somebody just go. Hallelujah. Praise God. One of the, I want to finish with this. You see, the reason why many of us don't see the manifestation of the power of God or the, is because that the authority that you do not respect you can't see the power manifest. Amen? Some people put it, say, I deliberately don't want to put it the way a lot of people put it that they are not saying you don't respect. You can't work for you. But that is usually used for somebody else. For example, usually you say, oh, if you don't respect that noise, you are pastor moving, then that noise can't work for you. But what I'm saying to us this morning is that there are nothing in you if you have no regard for it. If you have a regard that God has invested in you and that by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, there is greater power is working in you. If you don't have regard for that, you will not see the manifestation of that anointing. Amen? And the only reason why we are not manifesting it is because we have no regard for it. Jesus put this way, he said, he said a, a prophet is not respected or regarded in his own time. You know, sometimes when we get over familiar with something, we lose its value. Many of us are so familiar with hearing the word of God and not doing it. As a result, we've lost the value of the word of God. Amen? For us, the word of God is something you just read, something you hear and do nothing about. Amen? And I want to challenge us this morning to step out of this place, you know, get on the lookout for someone that is seen, someone that is healed, and let the power of God begin to manifest through you. You know, be bold enough to share the gospel with someone. You know, share the gospel is, you know, in, in serious warfare. In serious warfare. And one of the ways in which you, if you like, you experience this power of God is by sharing the gospel. So I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you this week. You know, start from your comfort zone. If you like speaking to strangers, go ahead for it. But your friends, your family, people close to you, share the gospel with them. I have any. Don't offer them Panadol first. Amen? Don't offer them what? Don't offer them Panadol first. You may give it to them later if they want, but offer to pray for them first. Praise the Lord. I remember one day my my daughter had a stomach crack and um, I prayed for her. She went to school. She had uh, then she said, "Oh, um, 
This is my stomach crab won't go. I said, yeah, I, they won't go. I, he said, why? I said, because you took ownership of it. He said, they're yours, isn't it? Ah, if they're yours, it's your property now. I mean, if it's your property, except someone steals it off you or snatch it off you, isn't it? So you have to disassociate yourself with it. Then she laughed about it, but she learned to which as well. Praise the Lord. And she disassociated herself from this hour. She went to school that day. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, let's finish with Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. I just want to. Just imagine, you see, many of us were like, hey, you know, um, most people here or everybody here, we know, you know what a generator set is? You know what a generator is? In case, you know, because yeah, you are, you are just, just uh, flicking the switch, you know. <laughs> um, I'm sure if I'm in some part of the world, I would ask, do you know what a generator is? <laughs> Praise the Lord. But most of us are like a generator that is working, well service, well fueled, nothing wrong with it, but never switched off. And as a result, the whole place is in darkness. Because although there is power, but that power is not released. Amen. Amen. So let's just if you are not convinced of the scriptures that we read before, let's look at this one. Verse 11. Let's, let me read from verse 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirits. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead. If Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. Look at verse 11. This is what I really want to hold myself. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Amen. Amen. You are a let me put this in, maybe that way. You are a supernatural being. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. There is greater power that works in you. You know, there is a power that is a generation, there is a power generation in you that wants that needs to be released. And that's why I said the world is awaiting our manifestation. Praise the Lord. The world is screaming out. You know, if you look at the, the, the rate of suicide now, the rate of, um, I mean, uh, in fact, on, on Friday, someone was telling me, I don't know, maybe she what, um, what, said three young people, under 23, just committed suicide within Friday and then Saturday. In fact, people, people just lose their life. It's either they kill someone or, or kill themselves. It's almost like, God forbid, but it's almost looking normal. 
And unfortunately, celebrities doing that well, which makes it almost kind of okay. But the world is waiting for us for solutions. Amen? Tell your neighbor, the world is waiting on you. Hallelujah. Say, the world is waiting on me. I will rise and shine and declare of the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's try to talk to you, amen? I want us to declare together this morning this is our this is our yearly you know a year of supernatural shifts but I want you to I want you to own this I want you to own this Amen, Amen. Hallelujah Okay Just repeat ourselves Say I declare that this is my year of supernatural shifts. All things are working together for my good according to God's promises. I am grateful for who God is in my life, for what He has done. I declare God incredible blessings over my life. I will see an explosion of God's goodness, a sudden widespread increase. I will experience the surpassing greatness of God's favor. It will elevate me to a level higher than I ever dreamed of. Explosive blessings are coming my way. It is not too late for me to accomplish everything God has placed in my heart. I have not missed my window of opportunity. God has a moment of favor in my future. He is preparing me right now because he's about to release a special grace to help me accomplish that dream. This is my year, my decade, my time, my moment in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just begin to lift up your voice and just begin to give him thanks and give him praise for what he has invested in you. He said, by his death, say through Christ, this all works in you. It works in you both to will and to do good according to God's own good pleasure. The same spirit, if you think about it, the same spirit, he said, the same spirit that quickened the dead body of Jesus Christ. That same spirit that made the dead to live again is in you. Is working in you. Is working in you. Is craving. Say, lose it. Let me, let me be loose on someone that needs it. Lose me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, lose me. Let me be unleashed on someone that needs it. The power of God that is in you, let it be leashed out in the name of Jesus. Father, we speak a release this morning. In the name of Jesus, the Lord God Almighty. We ask the Lord for courage and wisdom, O God, to walk in the revelation of your power and life in the name of Jesus. For your voices have not given us the spirit of fear, 
but a part of a sound mind. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for the boldness and the courage of God to live true to your word this morning. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, I speak, oh God, concerning everyone under the side of my voice that will rise and will shine for your glory, of God, has risen upon us, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Almighty, that your voice will hear your voice louder than the voice of the enemy. We thank you, Lord Almighty. We receive grace and option to function in the mighty name of Jesus. It is to give you all the praise, all the glory, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Give the Lord a powerful praise. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Father, thank you, Lord, for this word that has come forth. I pray that this word will not return to you empty-handed, but accomplish the purpose for which they be set. I pray, O God Almighty, that Lord God will not just be forgetful hearers, but doers of your word in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord Almighty, that as we go out of various neighborhoods, our workplaces today, Lord, Father, I pray that Lord you manifest your glory through us in the name of Jesus. As people that carry your authority, your mandate, your enablement, oh God. Lord, as you dispense, oh God, of your power, oh God, in different situations and circumstances, we pray that Lord you be glorified. And we, your people, be edified in the name of Jesus. We pray, oh God, that Lord lights will come to every dark situation. That will come into Lord this week in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Almighty, for the rich testimonies that we receive to the praise and glory of your name in Jesus' precious name. We pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 23. God is my shepherd. I shall not walk. He makes me fly the pastors. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me the path of righteousness. For his name's sake. Yet though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me. Your Lord and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You are not my head before, my cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of blood, now forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me draw your attention to verse 4 of it. It says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death. In other words, no matter the circumstance that you find yourself, no matter the environment that you're walking, no matter what the situation that confronts you, you should know that God has your back. Amen? He says, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Amen. Okay. I want you to rest in the confidence that God is with you. Right. Hallelujah. Okay. As you go out exercising the authority of God, I want you to know that God is with you. Okay. Amen. That you're not alone. Amen. Right. God Himself is backing you up. Okay. Hallelujah. Okay. 
Then you are prayerful. I could lose my job if I pray for that person. I could lose too. God is backing you Amen. God is backing you Oh, what if nothing happens? God is backing you Hallelujah. What if I, you know, everyone laughs at me? God is backing you Amen. Hallelujah. He said, I will be with you for your rod, for his rod and his staff. They will comfort you. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, you may feel inflated, but guess what? You enjoy his comfort in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. As you go, I want you to go in the power of his mind in the name of Jesus. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious upon you. And may he cause you to walk in favor before him and before man this, this week in the name of Jesus. I pray that he will bless the works of your hand and open doors unto you. Make every place straight and smooth for you in the name of Jesus. I declare it is well with you. You are going out, you are coming in. It is well with you. And the Lord perfect all things that concerns you in the mighty name of Jesus. Have a wonderful and blessed week in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you have been blessed by this message, please do share and subscribe to ensure that you always get the latest episode. I'd like to hear from you. If you have any comments or prayer requests or counseling need, we are here to help you. If you are calling outside the United Kingdom, it's double four double seven six nine double one nine four four nine. Alternatively, email revbumi at gmail.com and that is R-E-V-B-U-N mi at gmail.com or connect via social media facebook revb.omidiron or twitter at pstbuo hashtag podcast that is at pstbuo hashtag podcast i look forward to hearing from you sharing with you same time god bless you